everybody to the Untangled podcast. Uh, we are back. Um, it's been, we had a long sabbatical there because there was a shit storm and we went into absolute survival mode. But gosh, it feels good today to be back doing normal things. I'm Jill Hessen and the podcast is coming to you from Kitty Winkles. Very welcome to find us on Instagram or Facebook if you're so inclined. And today I am absolutely delighted to have Danielle Bell, aka Hungry Mummy, on Ooh. the podcast today. <laughs> oh, I'm delighted. I love the name, Untangled. Untangled. Well, just because it's it feels like a little moment or two to pull some subjects apart. And yeah, yeah. I was actually reading a book called Untangled, and I stole it from that. But no copyright issues, please. <laughs> This is being recorded, Jill, and it is going out across multiple channels. So the kid, there can be no promise that there won't this be. This is why I. This is why I would make the worst criminal. Because <laughs> 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 I divulge everything at at a moment's pressure. So yep. today, actually, we're going to be talking about um, property and property development. Yep. I met Danielle um, the September before the pandemic. So what is that? Two thousand and nineteen. 2019. Yeah, and we actually met through a um, mutual friend called Pete Lonton. You can find mm-hmm. Pete on um, social media under Mighty Pete, isn't that right? That's right, yep. Mighty um, Pete. Please tell him that Jill or Danielle sent you. So that he knows we are bona fide influencers. <laughs> so hashtag Jill and Danielle sent us and go and find Mighty Pete. But it was a property networking event. And I actually only went because there was an associate that I know who had put it down as a goal that she wanted to get into property. And I was like, oh, there's someone I know on Facebook doing an event. Let's mm-hmm. go tell it. She didn't even turn up. So <laughs> I was just there. But the, the universe was telling me I needed to be there because that's where yeah. I met Danielle. And Danielle did an amazing presentation on um, um, a house that we were able to then go ahead and purchase. Mm -hmm. But it all made sense because when I went to that event, here's what I thought about property, Danielle. I thought rich people bought property. Mm -hmm. I thought that all of these people that own properties owned them outright and it was somewhere to store all their cash. Yep. I thought the people who were into property development were a wee bit dodgy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Wherever you would have got that idea from, I have no idea. I and I um I really had no idea uh how people got into property as a means of income and I thought it was um not something that I would be able to to tune into and my eyes were opened that mm-hmm. night um and even from chatting to you over the last couple of years I learned so much the yeah. biggest thing I learned is that people don't own the property they have mortgages Yes. This was news to me, Danielle. Right. That surprises me. And that surprises me. First of all, everything that you've said there is 100% true. And there's a, and I'll touch on kind of my viewpoint and my feelings on property and why I got into it um, in due course. But the reality is, it surprises me that as a businesswoman that, that that's what you thought, right? But yeah. then I suppose your, your area of focus was... And still is massively kitty winkles. So you were yeah. looking at your vehicle and what you could do in your business to grow and expand. And that's great. So you didn't really have finger on the pulse in terms of property. 
I was also of the opinion that prior to getting into property, that to get into property, you had to have bucket loads of excess cash sitting there ready to, to pour into a property. Now, here's where I'm at. You can get into property with zero points. Zero that, points. I have Not said yet. that to people. I have said, Danielle said, I go like this, Danielle says, you can get into property <laughs> with no money. And they go, shut up, Joe. And I go, no, Danielle says. <laughs> right? Danielle says. I'd like to know who you're saying this to just so that I am prepared. <laughs> and like, no, I, didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> the, the reality is you can't. Now, here's, here's what I don't buy into. You, there are lots of training corporations out there. There are lots of um, property education companies out there who will sell the get rich quick scheme. Now, I have a massive, massive problem with that. Um, can you get into no property with no money? Yes, but money does have to exchange hands at some point in time. It's about partnerships. It's about relationships. It's about networks. Been able to tap into that base and say, well, look, here's the opportunity. Here's what your goal is. Here's what my goal is. Can we, can we come together on this? And when I first got into the property deal, which was, yeah, 2019, I was able to present you with an opportunity. You were looking for a property to get, get, get into the property investment market. And you had a very big why attached to it because I believe it was Jenny who's going to university this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you had always kind of wanted to get on that market to have a little hub for her in Belfast. Yeah. And I think they've progressed massively since you and I first started talking about that. I know. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I've given Jill some new addiction um, in the best possible way, of course. Yeah, but I I mean, I just got the absolute bug for it because initially that's that is what I was thinking oh if I have a little buy to let house um and I was thinking about it way back in 2019 because I thought I need to save loads and loads and loads and loads of money no to get this wee place for Jenny but actually then when you, when I started listening to what you were saying mm -hmm. and looking at property like a business person mm -hmm. Um, then all of these opportunities come up and and I realized that you kind of fall into two camps fall into the camp of whether you want a residual income come from it or you need you want to make a lump sum either further down the line mm -hmm. for your pension or to do a project and um, well you can be a bit of both as well I guess but we found out and but that that journey has been so much fun. It is addictive getting into property, the viewing, the buying, the selling, the bidding. It's um, it's very exciting. It it is exciting, right? So I think we we found a mutual passion in that we love, and we've done a couple of projects together now where we're finding these properties that are desperately in need of some love. Um, but the most rewarding, and I can't speak for you. And you have this fantastic eye for detail and, and design and, you know, everything just comes together in that respect. But the, the handing over of the keys to um, first time buyers, I genuinely, I just think there's such a niceness in being able to yeah. say, we did this, you know, it's everything has been thought out with the end user in mind. And, and that for me is the, the, the addiction. Now, I have to say, I love the wheeling and dealing of it. 
I love the buzz of talking to the agents. I love yeah. the buzz of, oh, now come on, there must be something that we can do here. <laughs> or surely there's a, there's something that we can do to make this work for everybody. That's my, that's my thrill. Um, I'm a people person. I love talking to people. I love networking. Um, and getting into properties really allowed me to do that on a, on a massive scale. You know, um, you'll know, Jill, I, our personalities, uh, click quite well in terms of you know we're outgoing and we like to have a bit of a laugh and um for me property afforded me the opportunity to get in there and start talking to people and I genuinely believe that if you are someone who likes having conversations who likes networking who is sociable there is no end to the possibilities that you can create for yourself in property if you surround yourself with the right people yes and I think that's it because my move to property wouldn't have been as enjoyable if it was with anyone other than you because <laughs> um, <laughs> I know but I think there was something after after the dip right in the in the market that came there was something in the energy uh, around me associating property with high risk very stressful um you know bad news all goes wrong you know and it, 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 that's why I never thought of property as being my side hustle mm -hmm. but then um you made it just make sense so yeah. it, it and hopefully we can share with people today some of mm -hmm. that information that you shared with me but when it took the risk away when we talked about well how do you get into property with zero to very little money initially because um, yep. then it didn't feel like my whole life was hanging in this property um, and then when you have the first success you think oh well actually you know maybe this isn't as negative and doom and gloom as everybody thinks it is because I have to remember that energy was coming from those people's experiences and if you're in property you must know people who had a negative experience back then mm -hmm. but um how did you break that connection for you that it didn't carry on to your journey yeah I think that's, that's an excellent question and I don't know if you and I've ever spoken about it Jill or or ever spoken about it in great length but 2007 saw the complete demise of my family's business so when I say family I'm my, my, my mom and dad uh, had several businesses at home in Derry, um, quite a bit of property and they lost everything, literally everything with the exception of our, of our family home. So that actually, that had major repercussions for us and me mentally mm -hmm. over, there, there was an extended 10 year period where we felt the shockwaves um, of that earthquake for a long, long, long time. So I... I always knew, I looked at what my dad had done with property previously, and I knew what type of lifestyle it could give. Mm -hmm. I knew what the bigger picture was. I knew what the, he was doing it for the pension, for the kids, for something to be there to take care of them. And I, and I got that, but then 2007 came and wiped it's it out. Gone. So gone, everything. So I knew I wanted to get into property, but I was terrified that I'd make the same mistakes. Now, I can't point the finger of blame at my dad. It was 2007. The world went. Yeah. Um, but there were also 
things that he wasn't educated in that I have taken the time now to ensure I know. I, I have a, the right team around me, the right people around me. I seek counsel from the right people. And at that time, he just didn't do it. So mm. I made sure I was safeguarding myself. But I came into property with little financial resource, but I knew what it could do for me. So I started a side hustle. And my side hustle was actually property sourcing. So, which is how you and I first became acquainted. Mm-hmm. All right. So property sourcing for, for most people listening to, to, the, to the podcast, they won't have a, a notion what that is. No, I didn't. I didn't yeah. know what it was. No. So, you know, you know um, the dummy's guide to property sourcing is someone who actively scouts the market, builds um, contacts, networks, and looks for investment properties for an investor. That's what I did. Phil, sorry, as a side hustle when you and I met. And I found out very quickly I had a, a particular gift for finding very good property deals. Not because I'm some prodigy in property, but again, Jill, I genuinely think it's just because I like talking to people. Yeah. I'm, a wee bit, I'm a wee bit relentless in that if I really want something or if I think there's something in it, I just love the, the, the chase. So when you and I met, I had a, a property, an investment, a buy-to-let opportunity that you kind of fell in love with and knew that you had to have. Property sourcing there for me led on to, and we'll go through all the analogies, but I'm sure most people listening to the podcast will be familiar with Airbnb, mm-hmm. right? Airbnb, you also have your own experiences with that. That was my next step up the ladder, which is getting into property, some rental properties that were on the market that I rented and with the agreement of the landlord, put them on Airbnb. That then my cash flow, my capital started to build up and then I felt comfortable to branch out. And then we were looking at HMOs and then we were looking at buy to nets. And, you know, our journey, you and I personally, mm-hmm. has has uh, grown we've been doing flip projects we're looking at several other different projects at the moment uh, it's it's a it's a drug jill it is genuinely yeah. a drug yeah but, but what i want people to know is that i came to property with very little financial resource yeah very little financial resource so when you when you talk about the deal that you made for the airbnb income yeah. with the landlords that sometimes is referred to like a rent to rent where you're That's, renting yeah. it off the landlord, knowing that he knows that you're going to rent it down to someone else, and you get a little, he gets all his bills paid, and you get a little bit extra on top. And if you're doing that with enough properties, you're getting an income from a property without you having to put down any deposit or own any mortgage. Hence the, hence the term you're spot on. And that's why we say it's called a no money down deal. That's what we refer to it as in the industry. And it's a great foot on the ladder of property. It's also a very low risk entry point. You know, there's no 25% deposits. There's no um, mortgages. There's no credit scoring at that time because a lot of people are, are, are fearful of getting into property because of the risk, but also because their credit holds them yeah. back, yeah. Um, which is not a bad thing. You know, it's that, that's okay. You have time to repair that. You have got time to fix those mistakes. Um, but just because your credit might not be sitting at 9999 right now 
doesn't mean that it's a barrier to getting on the property market. It's not. You have to be creative. Yes. And did you find that experience give you the confidence that you could deal with all of those niggly things that you hear property developers complain about, like the tenants, the changeover, the maintenance issues? Um, did you feel that was a good way of testing the water to see if you had the patience for, <laughs> for the yes. tenants before yes. you actually spent your own money? Yeah, completely. I mean, uh, it was a baptism of fire for me. Um, again, I was very driven and I'll, you know, I'll touch on why I was driven to, to make it work. Um, but for me, it was a baptism of fire. No previous experience. Um, you know, any properties we had as a family, I didn't have any, any dealings with whatsoever. So I threw myself in there thinking, holy Christ, how am I going to handle this? Some things I found out I really enjoyed. Um, like, again dealing with the letting agents loved all that dealing with the trades guys no problem put me in front of a tenant and i want to head but the head but the wall um, <laughs> as long as you're right, not head button them <laughs> <laughs> i know there is still that one that one incident that we can't talk about i'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking but look some people again for me tenants i i it's not my forte. It's not my forte. I am much happier to hand that responsibility over to the professionals who do it day in and day out. Mm -hmm. That's my thing. Um, but, you know, did it let me know that there will inevitably be, you know, a call about something at some point? Yes. You know, does it lead you to money management? This is really, 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 really important. And it seems very amateurish, but something will crop up at some point in time. And I learned harsh lessons in that put some money aside because that rainy day will come. You will need to replace X, Y, or Z. You will get a phone call because a tenant has locked themselves out at 12 o'clock at night. Um, you will get the odd Airbnb guest who will ring you on a Saturday morning, true story, and ask for milk to be brought. Um, that's just, those are the, the funny stories that make the journey all that yeah. bit more exciting. But for me, Important to point out, Jill, that when I was starting to do this, I was also working full time and we had just had our son. So, you know, I, I was going back to work and I really didn't want to be working full time in the office Monday through to Friday and getting very little time at home with him. So my hustle, my side hustle became all ramped up all that more when I started to see results. So when you're, when you're earning that little bit extra money, when you can see the profits there, when you can see that the systems that you've put in place are working, it, it becomes a buzz. And I very quickly, after 13 or 14 months, I was in a position to leave my corporate job, which not everybody wants to do. No, but don't. the freedom it's given you, Danielle. I mean, you're able, you're able to um, arrange childcare for the days where you're busy, but other yeah. day you're able to pick them up from school. You yep. can take him to the activities he wants to go to. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he, he's come along on site and he's just, he is just the most adorable little boy. And if you follow Danielle on Instagram, you'll, you will see he is the app. He's <laughs> the, he is Danielle's new boss. Um, <laughs> it's so true. He's like a five-year-old on speed. But, <laughs> you know, look, again, my, my, our personal journey, Jill, you know, to get there, I have no problem openly speaking that we, we went through several rounds of fertility treatment to have our son. Mm -hmm. So when I did get him, I thought, oh, 
I, I have waited so long to have this child that I don't now want to find myself sitting looking at the clock and at the desk on a Thursday thinking, you know, I should be here, I should be there, I should be doing X, Y, and Z. So I had a massive driving factor. Mm-hmm. Initially, it was just, I, I said to my husband, Tony, I'm working five days a week now. I'd like to just work four. I want one day a week with our son. And then the property took the property source and took off. And I did three days a week. And then we used Airbnb and the rent to rent and the source. And then within 14 months, I was in a position very gratefully to say, I've made a business out of this and now let, let's scale. Freedom is, and I think mothers listening to this, freedom is one of the most important luxuries you can have as a mother. The freedom to, oh, we have a wee bit of a temperature today. Well, it can stay off. I'm here. Mm-hmm. He's not feeling well. I'm here. Another party? Grand. Another basketball class? I'll take you. You know, it's that, sometimes you're tearing your hair out. Um, but it's not, I am not motivated by money. I am motivated by choice and freedom. Yeah. And that the lifestyle and the joy that that brings you in how you organize your family unit. And that's the amazing, and that's the gift that property has allowed you because otherwise you would have had to ask permission yeah. to be at home with him when he was pearly or <laughs> sought forgiveness if he stayed at home because he was pearly. And that, that yeah, creates yeah. an awful stress on parents. And I do think more companies would lose less amazing women um, if they paid a bit more attention to flexible working and um, making childcare more affordable. But that is a rant for a different day. Untangled <laughs> episode two or three. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the reality. I, I vividly remember when I was pregnant, uh, going to my employer and letting him know, him know, right, mm. that I had a maternity appointment, um, let's say the following day, and it would... It was at the Royal and, and, you know, it's busy. So I knew it was going to be a couple of hours waiting. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make him aware of that. And he told me no. Now, I'm pretty sure that was illegal. Yeah. Um, to say that, right? Yeah. But he was just a real whatever. And he says, well, that's not, you know, it's, it's, it's year end. It's month end and we need you here. And the wages need to be run. And I was going to the appointment anyway. It didn't matter to me that he had said no. I knew I was going. But I remember that feeling of being held over a barrel. Yeah, I went back to my desk and I thought he's he's telling me that I'm not going to my maternity. He's telling me. Wait till he said no. Well, you need to know about Danielle. There's an internal diva that runs right. That is unleashed. with a bottle of wine absolutely listen that's another we should definitely do that podcast Uh, but that'll have to go untangled after hours (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no look I think it's I think it's very important Um, here's the thing if COVID has taught us anything it's that we should have multiple streams of income yeah right that's really really important Um, I also like having my own independence like I, I I have a run this business now that that my husband has got absolutely nothing to do with and I love it um my husband's a special needs teacher and that's his passion his his love his drive mine is the property business that's my passion my love and my drive they have got absolutely nothing to do with each other and I like that yeah I I like it well you know Jill yeah uh, David 
it's completely separate. Now, in fairness, if I need help with something, Dee's there with a van or um, organizing a painter so that I don't have to go up the ladder or something. Like yes. He, he's adorable. He's very good. But he has said he has no appetite for property. He wants nothing to do with it. Yeah. Knock yourself out, chill. Away you go. Um, but I am like you. I, I just am really excited about it. And I think um, the projects that we've done have been really good. And mm -hmm. that makes me feel good about myself. And it has been a lifeline for me during COVID because it, it was another stream of income when everything mm -hmm. else was in survival mode that I could say, OK, well, at least that's coming in. At least that bill's covered. Yeah. And that, that was really, really important. And it's something I want to continue on with. Although at the minute, I, I'm a bit more focused on um, creating capital, but I do want to go back to having that monthly income that's coming in uh, yes. and checking over because that's it's very useful very useful listen that that's the thing you know we had an offer accepted on a, a buy to let property so for again I, I I'm very familiar that that I'm using terms that are in the industry like I said to Tony my husband yesterday I got an offer accepted on a buy to let and he was like what what what's that <laughs> Are you serious? I was like, it's a, it's a rental. <laughs> oh, right, okay, right. Just, just say it's a house. I was like, right, fair enough. <laughs> so, a buy to let for anybody that's not familiar with that is 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 basically a property that you uh, use to rent out. Right, it's an investment property that you rent out. So we had an offer accepted on one yesterday, which I'm delighted about because it's in a really good area, um, in terms of demand. It's next to City Hospital, it's a stone's throw from the Royal, um, it's a stone a. a stone's throw from Queen's University but it's also a great serviced accommodation area so okay. I know that whenever we get that property across the line that what might rent at 600 pounds a month to maybe a family or some young professionals if we put it on Airbnb I'm probably going to clear 12 1300 pounds a month on it after mm -hmm. costs and mm -hmm. um, that that's that's a that's a salary to a lot of people that's an additional salary um, yeah. so yeah diversify when I started out again and this is I hear this a lot from, from from ladies that I talk to they say I just want a wee fund a wee fund for me that they can maybe it's a treatment or it's a spa mm -hmm. day with their friends or um maybe it's a, a night away with their partner and that was just their fund and they let it build up but you'll be very surprised at how quickly that compounds if you're smart yeah with your so let's let's talk that through. Let's say, um, let's say we have twenty five thousand pounds that yep. we either have or have access to. Okay. Mm. Yep. How do we fill in the circle? So we have the first thing is we have to decide where we want to purchase. Yeah. Okay. Well, the amount of money that you've got will determine where you can purchase. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's let's say for for talk's sake, we've got twenty five thousand. Fine. Now, you could buy properties in areas of Belfast, um, which which we have sourced previously, but you're not going to get the same level of return on them as you would in other areas. So let's use us as an example, Jill. Yeah. Typically speaking, we like to look at and around the South Belfast area. All right. South Belfast is highly sought after. Um, there are, and it's got, it appeals to every market. It's got a high demand for 
students, which we generally don't tend to deal no. with. No. Um, young professionals, we love. Tech. Right? Tech, yeah, tech, young professionals and investors tick tick right yeah. so we, we've we've done we've done young professionals we've done first-time buyers and we've, we've done investors so you with with 100 with twenty five thousand pounds to invest you're looking at a property budget of around about a hundred thousand pounds because mm-hmm. you will need to put down a 25 percent deposit to purchase that property okay because you have you have to get a, a specific type of mortgage a buy to let mortgage correct which is a 25 percent deposit yeah correct. and the interesting thing about those mortgages is it's less reliant on your credit score because they are they are lending on the property and the property's ability to bring in rent so, absolutely yeah so again why we look in areas of strong rental demand Mm-hmm. Um, South Belfast just ticks all those boxes because of the university, because of the, the two hospitals, because of its close proximity to the town and because of obviously in and around the area of the Lisburn Road, um, it's, it's an area where service accommodation does exceptionally well. So with £25,000, you can afford to be shopping for properties circa 100000 Okay, so, so now property, we know which ones yeah. to look for and to arrange viewings for. 100%. Um, to give you an example, the property that I agreed on yesterday, uh, I agreed £93,000. It's a really good deal. It's a good mm-hmm. deal. Um, it's actually been recently refurbished. Well, a little bit of work to do in it, but recently refurbished. Um, and I'd have to put down a 25% deposit on that. But I know that I could put that on Airbnb all day long and I'll mm-hmm. do exceptionally well from it. So that's typically what you want to be doing. Now, when you find those properties, you've got two options. You can rent it to, let's say, young professionals or a a family. And in and around the South Belfast area where we look at, Jill, you're looking at anything from 750 up to 900 pounds a month rent. The rental market's very strong at the minute. And and you need to know that so that you can work out your cost and, and and if it's going to be worth your while. Who, is it good to ask the estate agent what similar properties rent for in that area? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you can do a very quick check by going on Property Pal and looking, typing in the postcode of where you're looking and, and seeing what's coming back and what, A, what the standard of the properties yeah. are. Yeah, because you might get a property that's renting at 650, um, but actually it's a bit of a dive on the inside. Yeah. Um, Further on down the street, you might get one at 900 because it's finished exceptionally. Yes. So once you know how you're going to finish the building Mm. and what the potential rent's going to be, you can deduct your costs from that. But what I didn't realize was, um, because I was old school, where I was thinking you needed a mortgage where you're paying off the whole thing. Right? No, I know Danielle would slap me <laughs> every time I would say that no. it's interest only mortgage, folks, it and is. and and that means your mortgage repayment as a business cost is much smaller, yes. and um, that's how you work out your income. Yes, uh, but I think people are still a bit scared of interest only mortgages, Danielle. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Again, you have to your longer term plan you have to put your longer term plan into into place interest only mortgages investors typically tend to do it because they want to get the assets so we've we've bought the house we own the house but they also want to maximize their cash flow every month 
And if we were going on a repayment mortgage like we do with our own residential homes, there would be a pretty low margin at the end of that left every yeah. month. So we go on interest only because it allows us to, to acquire the asset, but it also allows us to put more money in our purse at the end of every month to do the things that we want to do with. All right. Um, at the end of your term, so let's say your mortgage is 25 years, um, your property will likely, so just so people are aware, property prices tend to double every 10 years. Granted, in the last two years, we've had a massive hike yeah. in the market, but buying in the right place, again, which is why we look at South Belfast, um, buying in the right place, typically speaking, properties double in value every 10 years. If you've got a 25-year or a 30-year mortgage term, your property has doubled in price, meaning that when yeah. you come to the end of the term, you can sell the property off and make a significant amount of money so back. don't panic about it being interest only hell to the no absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not we want we want yeah. interest only that's that's the preferred and then what you can do which is the very exciting part which um i didn't know this either but if you do a little bit of work on the house and you get your tenant in and they're and you're paying all your bills and you have a little bit left over you can see if you've added value to the house. Yep. Get it revalued mm -hmm. and pull out some of that equity as your deposit for the next one. Yes. Did you really know that? I didn't. You really Before I met you, I didn't know that. I didn't know you could do that. My God. I, right. Okay. I, okay. I've definitely educated you much more than I give myself credit for. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing. Um, if you want to scale your property portfolio or your property journey, um, it is advisable to try and look for properties where you can add some value to. But And by value, we mean maybe it's just a, a lick of paint and um, you put down some new flooring. In other instances, it could be a, a slightly heavier refurb where you're replacing the bathroom um, or you're replacing the kitchen. But I think your latest project... Um, Jill, the pink house as we call it. Yeah. Not giving any street names away here, but the pink house. Yeah. Um, you didn't put a new kitchen in there and you didn't put a new bathroom in there, but no. the house got a complete facelift. Oh my God, the house is, is so different. Um, and that was about six grand we spent on. We did, yeah. we painted the windows. We put in a lovely tile path um, and we redecorated, but in a really brave color scheme that made it stand out like it was off Pinterest yeah. but yeah. um well I didn't change the heating I didn't put in no I didn't I, I retiled the kitchen mm -hmm. um but I didn't change the kitchen units and the bathroom got a new floor mm -hmm. and that was that was, that was it. it but we did add a lot on to the value of that now some of that could be because of how the market is anyway but even if you don't look at how much we added onto the property value, the rental that we were able to get, like we were getting quotes back of um, 850 for a mm -hmm. two bedroom house and the interest only mortgage is 250 or something like that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's insane. The, but again, this is where your area, your area is so important. If you rent in an area, I, I, I like to use the terminology or, or the, 
if you think of the, Bro the Bronx and Manhattan, right? So New York City, we've got the Bronx and we've got Manhattan. And Manhattan is super high end. It's super affluent. It's really hard to buy property in because everything's sky high. And then at the far end of the spectrum, we've got the Bronx where we don't really want to go there because, you know, it's it's maybe not as salubrious as we like it to be. It's not an area that we really want to invest in. The rents are super low. The properties are priced really, really cheap, but for good reason, right? So I always say to people, try to find your happy medium. If, if the Bronx is, is one and Manhattan is 10, look for areas that are in and around six and a seven. Okay. Um, that's, that's how I tend to look at it. Once you go into areas that are at eight, nine, and 10, you're priced out of the market. You can't add any more value. Yeah. You're never going to, to, to pull your money back out. And that's um, why they're, they're not good places to start. It's, um, there's a fellow on Facebook and he had a list of the worst places to buy property. And a lot of them were the really popular postcodes in London. And they're the worst yeah, yeah, yeah. places to buy property because you can't go anywhere with it. No, unless you are uber wealthy and you yes. have serious money that you just need to park yes that's where you park your savings yes, yes, yes which yes. i don't have that type of money no, so no. um we've looked at the zero how to get into it if we've got zero we've looked yeah. at the process if you've got a bit of savings and you've got 25 grand and, and and how to make that circle close yeah what if you're at the stage where you've got five or six thousands in your savings what's the step there is it going to be going down the investor route to try and double that money for a deposit or would you suggest partnering with someone to get the deposit or holding, yeah. or holding out until you've got more um well five thousand right okay so let, let's say typically speaking we're looking at a 20 to twenty five thousand pounds we need to get on that ladder um i am all for I'm going to say networking but expanding your network and finding people that you align with you know speaking to people that feel the same way about uh, property as you do who have the same vision I think that's very important to touch on for our journey together because if we had have been two completely different visions yeah. well do you remember Danielle we did that conversation where I like um interviewed you to believe me yeah I do, I do. <laughs> how you didn't think cheeky bitch <laughs> no I, you know I, I said a lot about you that day but literally <laughs> I remember because we met so this is this is really really shady actually now when I think about it but Jill asked to meet me at an apple green just off the motorway and like, <laughs> you know, there was scenes from the Sopranos going through my head and I was thinking Will I get back to Belfast? <laughs> Do they know where I am? <laughs> but that's you're a hundred percent right to have done that. Um, and what Jill is referring to is whenever we first met at that property networking event, and Jill was interested in the property that I had to present her with. She just essentially wanted to make sure that I was not unethical or immoral or. I don't know, Jill. I mean, you tell the people, what did you want to... I, I, it was that, that we clicked on the same level. I didn't yeah. want someone who was um, being dishonest and getting properties at a cheap price because they had, you know, 
um, spread on black paint and told an old lady that there was bad mold. <laughs> These are all the visions I had of property people. Uh, and I, I wanted to know that, because I speak very plainly, I wanted to know that you wouldn't be offended if I had, if I wanted to ask a straight question, or that you wouldn't be offended if I give you a straight answer. And that was my way of knowing that we would work well yeah. together because it was big sums of money but mm -hmm. immediately from that because you could have went who is this bitch asking <laughs> me this. You know, your your mindset was not fair days actually this has meant that we can bypass weeks and weeks of bs mm -hmm. on small you know and just get straight down to the line it we're in line here where it's actually a match and then yeah. I, I could i could just get on with the business yeah yeah no, and I, I totally get that and I think that's stood us well over the last couple of years it has yeah we you know we, we've been out and about we've been doing projects together and you have to be able to say if you cannot have a very direct conversation with someone or be very yeah plain look what's the story here what are we doing there what's the next step if you can't have that communication it's it's dead in the water it yeah, is absolutely it is. dead in the water so to go, to go back to your original question if you have five six seven thousand pounds and that's what you've got right now you've got two options you can look to get into the airbnb market with rental properties and start banking your profits from that to increase your deposit which you know you could do pretty quickly you could turn that five into ten very quickly with airbnb done right like in a few months then yeah um, I'd say most good Airbnbs right now in the South Belfast area are clearing a minimum thousand pounds a month in profit, right? So if you're disciplined enough that you can put that five grand away, or sorry, that grand away for the next four or five months, then yes. Yeah. Um, if you want to do it quicker, then partner up. We call it joint, joint venturing in the in the property industry mm -hmm. it's called joint venturing which is what you and i have done over the last couple of years and it's essentially pairing a skill set so you know you're bringing someone to the table who has maybe more financial resource than you do at this current moment in time but you're doing the grunt work or the sweat effort as we call it but then um, the time. yeah the time um the contact base the knowledge the network um you know you put those two skill sets together along with a real hunger and ambition to do a good job. It's a winning combination as we know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, these networking events, are they starting back up again, Danielle? Yes. So, I mean, the one that we were running, the progressive one out of Windsor Park, we still, that's still on ice. Um, but there are property networking events in Belfast. Um, the biggest one that I know of is the Belfast Property Meet, which runs out of the MAC um every single month i'm not sure of the date but you can check it online but there's also loads of networking events online um are you open is yours open at the minute for people or is that are you just doing your closed group it's just the closed group at the minute so i do have well, i probably should have mentioned that and given myself a bit of a background on it at the start but so full-time investing now but what we also launched during COVID and it's, it's, it's taken off at great speed is, is Property Sourcing Made Simple, which is an online platform for people who want to learn how to start and scale their, their property portfolio. So, I mean, we have a free Facebook group 
Um, you can go over there, you can jump in and it's Property Source and Made Simple by Danielle Bell. Loads of useful content in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, I find it very useful, even just yeah. the comments that, that people make. And that's a start because they're very approachable, people in property. Mm. They, they do actually always like to hear um, who's coming on the scene and who you could connect up with. So it, it's worth putting a comment in or asking a question. There's no... There's no wrong question. Somebody had, everybody had to start somewhere. And that's the thing. I find they're mostly very helpful. Yes. I mean, look, it's actually very endearing to people think that when they come into property that they should kind of puff their chest out and pretend that they've been doing it for 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie. At the start of my journey, I thought I had, A, it's a very, was a very male dominated environment. So at the start of my journey, I found myself having to shout a little bit louder Mm-hmm. figuratively speaking to have my voice heard I also wrongly believed that I had to pretend that I knew more than I did never do that because it will backfire right no. so I, I, <laughs> I it, will... it, it makes me think of someone someone we know it's a oh, bit like that and it yeah yeah, yeah. we're probably yeah. the same person there. there's no doubt about it um but what I have learned is it is totally okay a to say I'm new I'm not sure, but I'm here to soak up as much information as possible. I find that endearing. People say people are much more willing to take you under their wing. And not only in property, but in business as a whole, it is admirable to put your hand up when asked a question and say, do you know what, Jill? I don't know the answer to that, but I'll try and find it out. It's better to say, I don't know, than give a bullshit answer Yeah, that opens a serious can of worms just say yeah. I don't yeah. yeah okay Danielle thank you so much for awesome. that loved it uh, yeah oh did you I loved it <laughs> <laughs> I loved it did you love it <laughs> I 